welcome to episode number 51 of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. My name is Bettina Deda. I'm passionate about color and interiors and helping people achieve a stylish and functional home in a more compact space. Today I'm here with Joanna Maxwell from Work in Color. I met Joanna a few years ago at a business function and was instantly hooked by her presentation and also the name of her business because I love color and helping people introduce color in their home. So I recently attended one of Joanna's new workshops called Journey, Journey Without Maps and decided on the day that I would like to have her on the podcast to have discuss it and chat about um, how she um, helps people to um, start a new chapter of their life, basically. And so here she is today, and um, I just, yeah, maybe you introduce yourself best. So hello, Joanna. Welcome. How are you? Thank you for having me, Bettina, and thank you for coming to my Journey Without Maps workshop. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's a bit of a new venture for me because I've worked for years and years with people helping them reinvent their working life in all sorts of ways. And when I started focusing on people over 50, I realized they had great interest in the latest research about aging because this stage of life has changed so much Mm. and so many more options and possibilities both in your work and in your life than there were perhaps for our grandparents or even Mm. our parents. Mm. And so as well as my private career work now, I've started this set of workshops like Journey Without Maps so that people can look at work options, life options. Mm. I run a workshop now called ACET, Get the Job You Really Want, because I know for people over 50, getting a job is, you know, there are Mm. practical difficulties. They can be overcome, but But you need some tips and tricks and to focus Mm. on it. Um, And also one called Kickstart Your Business for people who actually want to start a new business when they're over 50. Mm. So it's all great fun and it's a really (coughs) good way for people to explore what's possible because there's so much happening in this stage now. Yeah, and it's more like I think in earlier years of previous generations it was like, oh my God, now I'm 50, now life is over and I'm... The children are out of the house. I've stopped working or I'm going to stop working. And now I'm, that was it, sort of. But now it's sort of completely the opposite. It starts, a new chapter of the life can start if people are willing to go for it, let's say. And um, try it, you know. And that thing you described about it's all stopping is what we're now starting to call the old retirement. Yeah. Because retirement used to mean, I mean, literally the word means withdrawing from the world. Yeah. And nothing could be further from the truth now. So people are starting to write about the new retirement or change the word altogether. Mm. And so much happening. So much is possible. And it can be the most satisfying time of your whole life. Mm. It's yeah, that's that's right, and I always find it really a shame if people procrastinate that downsizing step because they are afraid of what's going to happen. They, they, I don't know that there's too much mountains to overcome. It's too they have too much stuff yeah. to declutter. They want don't want to let go, and this is all this. I sometimes I think it's more because all that stuff holds them back in the past. But it's a bit of oh, maybe I want to be whole back in the past, you yes, know. Like yes. it's this not enough courage yes. to really say let's get rid of all that. And I, f- I don't know. I find it. I read all the time at the moment about this minimalism idea. Yes, I love living it. with less and focusing on the essential things. And if you, 
I mean, it's maybe that phenomenon. If you start looking into something, you find more and more about it. This is, yeah. <laughs> but it's amazing, and I've, this kind of the idea of having less stuff, and most people are much happier then mm. because they focus on what's mm. really important for them, and they do what they love, and they don't need all that other clutter around them. And I, I mean, we have done a few case studies on the podcast, so in previous episodes, listeners can look that up and. Um, it's everyone says it was the best thing I did in my whole life. Hmm. I don't need all that stuff. And now we do different things. We go swimming, we go walking, we do this, we do that. I have new friends. And, and this is this, you have Absolutely. to just take that one step and the risk. Yeah. To hmm. encounter new things. And, and I bet you don't very often find people who've regretted it. Yeah. No, 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 because it has to be a good step. And so yeah. many people in this age bracket are travelling more, they're getting out mm. more, they're taking up new hobbies, all that kind mm. of stuff. So that to have a space yeah. that you can almost lock and leave is, yeah, exactly. I think, really clever. Yeah. You know, mine's complicated a bit by the fact that we love dogs. But I think even now still apartment places. living yeah. is changing you, you so that can, you can have dogs. Yeah, I have even in my book, Downsize with Style, I have a chapter, Downsizing with Pets. Ah. And there is, um, yeah, there, is, there are apartments. I mean, you have to check. This is always the thing if you buy into these body corporates, you have to check, of course, with yes. the management. Is it allowed to bring a cat or a dog or whatever? But there is... Um, the possibility you know, yeah. and, and, and I think it's just one more example about how we need to question mm. our assumptions about the future because the world has changed whether yeah. it's taking your dog to an apartment living in environment or starting a business after 50 or mm. recreating yourself and developing new hobbies and new friends, all sorts of stuff yeah, yeah, can happen Exactly. It's but really this can exciting. only happen if you let go of all the other yes. stuff Yes. If you, um, I don't know, it's just, uh, I always recommend people to start early and declutter ongoing, mm. you know, not just wait because if you have these big houses and the more place you have, the more stuff you put mm. everywhere. And then yeah. it gets so overwhelming because you just think, oh God, I don't want to go in that room and this one will, yes. I don't want to go either. And it's full of my son's stuff or my daughter's stuff. And this is, yeah, it doesn't have to be, you could, declutter that all in the middle because if it's your son's yeah. stuff you won't need it and if they don't want it anymore they have to throw it out or, you know it's this sort of oh mum can have it and then the, the parents are feel guilty because they have to keep or they have to look after that stuff it's, it's so you meet all these things but in the end you just actually don't need it you know and um yeah. And I think it's interesting. I discovered Marie Kondo, the oh, Japanese. Yeah, that's my favorite. I have become a Marie Kondo fanatic. Yeah. I recommend it to everybody, yeah. even if yeah. they're not talking to me about that subject. I go, you have to yeah. read this book because it changed my life. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I'm not a decluttering specialist, but no. I'm, a, I'm a born organizer, I'd say. And mm. I was always very tidy. And this comes sort of naturally to me. I just don't want to keep too much stuff. So I decluttered ongoing yes. basically yes. at home every few months I think oh let's tackle this wardrobe or this thing and um, so I, I read a lot about that whole thing staying yeah. organized and declaring then one day I found that book and I, could, I mean there's different people some people think it's completely stupid of talking to your socks and to your clothes and your shoes and but I mean you don't have to take everything no. at face well you know you can say well that's I can't I don't believe about to you know believe that or this is not nothing for me but you could at least the general um 
idea she has, and this is what I find really interesting, and this is, I think, what works best in decluttering, this decluttering by category approach. Yes. Because this is the reality, is people have dispersed their stuff everywhere in the house. You don't mm. have clothes only in one wardrobe. You have it in the garage, in the guest room, in the, I don't know where. Hanging in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. somewhere. Or you have a, yeah, we have, for example, like an old antique wardrobe that I inherited. It's our um, wardrobe for the coats and stuff yes, in the yes. hall. So it's all mm. hidden and it looks good. It's a nice piece and it, the stuff is in there. So, but that, that's the thing. So you have more in things, mm. uh, not everything in one space. And I think that's really the best approach because you, um, you um, create this empty spaces in at the same time in different areas of your house once you start that yes and i love the thing i actually love about the book although i have applied it with great effect to my bedroom and my wardrobe Mm. not such good effect to my book collection just yet but we'll get there (laughs) but the thing that i love and the reason i pass it on to clients is actually its applicability not she doesn't take it this far but I think it's really important when you reach your 50s or Mm. whenever Mm. that you kind of repack your whole life, Mm. not just your clothes and your Mm. books and Mm. your furniture and Mm. whatever, although I I love that, but also that you take out, you know, the central tenet of her book is that you take out everything and you pick up your clothes one by one and say, does this give me a spark of joy? Yeah, exactly. And I think you can do that with your life. Mm. You know, I encourage clients and I'm doing it with my life to take out, metaphorically, of course, all Mm. your friends, your family, the things Mm. that you do to fill your days Mm. and weekends and go, you know, does this still work? for me yeah. clearly in the case of family I'm not saying you then give them away to somebody else <laughs> oh my son I could sometimes just look you want to take it for a day hey we could all do that or lock them away in a forgotten cupboard for a while but what I'm really saying is that if you're giving a huge amount of your time and energy mm. to those people or that activity it, yeah or or a belief system a belief mm. that life's just going to get worse now I'm older well give yeah. it up it's not working for you. Yeah. Repack your life yeah. and leave that one out of the suitcase mm, mm. or only give it a couple of hours every second Friday. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think as a, as a physical and a metaphorical idea, mm. it works brilliantly. I just, yeah. I love it. Yeah. You know, and I do that in my workshops and in my private mm. work, but I also do it in my life. And yeah, this is why, why I found all these common things where when I listen to your words, I was like, oh my god, yeah, this is good and this and the, it's yeah. it's very similar to what I try to encourage course, people. And I that's mean, why I love your work. Yeah. It's um I, I'm more for the yeah the getting rid of the physical stuff and then how to create a happy yeah. home. But in the end it's all the same thing because we want all have a nice home which is personal, where yes. we can relax, where we have fun and mm. so we don't want to have clutter or no. I mean, it's, and there is a fine line between, let's say, collections, <laughs> because I love collecting stuff, and, and clutter. You know, it's you can still have a few things. You know, if you like collecting, I don't know, stones or something. You yeah. know, you can nicely display it and, and you still have it. You know, you should even not throw yeah. everything out, but. You don't need, I think, maybe all the postcards from the last 30 years from uh, holidays or whatever yes. people collect or from or uni, the folders from... Exactly. Oh, it's, yeah. It is kind of yeah, crazy, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And same as, as we were saying, same with 
the beliefs you picked up when you were at uni. You know, you pick up a lot of folders and physical things, but you also pick up beliefs about work and life mm. and friends and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. often we don't question them, do we? Just like we mm. don't question the accumulation of clutter in our houses. Yeah. And things have to get bigger and bigger. And if you want to mm. downsize and streamline your life and focus on the essentials, mm. you need to sort it out. Yeah. You can't keep all of this stuff spinning around, you'll go nuts. Mm. Yeah, there's also another book which I just recently came across from an American guy, Greg, I forgot his last name, McCone or something. It's called Essentialism. Essentialism. I've just finished it. I ah, love it. I've and been... this is this, and I just read and I thought, this is again yes. what is really essential and we, don't, we, we, we should ask us that every day for the stuff we do. And, I, mm. and sometimes I think, is that now? I thought yeah, the last days, I, I, I thought, is that now really important what I'm doing here? Not really. So this is kind of, you just yeah. don't think, you don't stop and think what you're doing. It's all so quick. Everyone is so busy with doing the cooking, the shopping, the mm. kids picking up, the school runs, the whatever you do, and then you don't stop and think about oh. anything. What do you do if that makes sense? Or is that really important? Or Yeah, do I even know why I'm doing yeah, that exactly. thing? You know? And I think that... This stage of life is a brilliant, and often for people, the first opportunity to actually create their life the way they want it to be. Yeah. Because we spend, and particularly women, we mm. spend so much time responding to other people's demands. <coughs> and yeah. that kind of runs out after a while. I mean, some of those demands grow up and leave home. But mm. others of them, we just go, no, no. Yeah. You know, the treadmill stopped. I need to find something mm. else. And I think that's partly where some of that fear and reluctance <coughs> to step into this space comes from, doesn't it? Do you see that, Bettina? I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. They just, I think there is that fear or that unknown thing mm. that re people don't want to step out of their comfort zone. This yeah. is a bit cliche, but it's the, that's the real. But it's true. And I have to say, I'm, I'm practicing yoga now for, now for five years. And... Um, This is amazing how that has helped me stepping out of my comfort zone, not only in the class, because yeah. sometimes you have to do stuff where you think, how the hell is that not going to work? And the teachers just say, they challenge you all the time, say, okay, try it. If you fall over, nothing happens. No one is going to laugh. You know, it's just try it. But if you don't know, if you don't try it, you don't know if you That's can right. do it. And I, it's amazing. I mean, I, now I go twice or three times a week and, But in the beginning, I only went once a week. And even then, you make these little steps. And, but it's because you do it continuously, all of a sudden, you make a big progress. You know? And this is the, and then you can, you do, I couldn't do one push-up. When I started, I said, oh, my God, this is so bad. I thought, this is so bad. I have no muscles in my shoulder. And now, you know, I'm, I'm still not good at doing it. I couldn't do 20, but I could do maybe five or ten or something, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. But it's... Uh, it's It's so you, you think, and what, the day when you then achieve that one thing, you couldn't, you can't believe it. You think, oh my God, today I, I got it. And this is that. And then what I did basically, I, I tried to apply that outside, you know. I thought, it, and this is like with the business, and I thought, I have to try that workshop, you know. It's, just, it's all chaotic a bit, but I, I just tried, you know. And, and other things, I call that journalist now, and they can't say more than no. And mostly they say, oh, it's interesting, you know. Exactly. And they say, oh, my God, you know. So you have mm. to, this has helped me a lot. So I think people can find something like that where they, yeah. 
and on top, it's good for your health anyway. You know, you you practice. Yeah, yoga you, is fabulous, and it's it's, a, it's yet <coughs> another example of the parallels in our approach. Mm. Because one of my principles, I work with clients in the workshops and the one on ones, is about baby steps. Taking mm. it's a really good procrastination busting technique, yeah. but it also helps you out of your comfort zone. Mm. Don't try and do everything in one day or leap off the cliff without a yeah, yeah. safety rope. Yeah. Do a little bit, do a little yeah. bit, and working on that principle, it is extraordinary how far you can get. Yeah. And I have yet to have a client come to me and ask for their comfort zone back. You know, once you do it and you expand mm. it. It becomes your new comfort zone and it's much bigger than it was. Like you say, yeah, you feel yeah. fantastic, don't yeah. you, when you achieve something? Yeah, yeah. Would you, you know that you would never? Like, oh my God, you know. And, and I think, like, you... I called this workshop Journey Without Maps because. It's a great name, I love. It's a good name and, it's be, and it represents where we're all at. We don't know what the future holds because we don't mm. have a lot of role models. Yeah. who went yeah. there before us. We are, yeah. in a sense, pioneers. And I yeah. think that's enormously exciting. But I yeah. also yeah. get that it's often a little bit scary. Yeah. But yeah. there are so many books, people mm. like you and I working with people, all sorts of support. Mm. That's the other thing yeah. I always yeah. say. But I find it, and that's one thing, I don't know if that's particular to that group of people who are now in that age and I mean, I'm the same age. I turned 50 this year. So, but who are planning maybe to downsize or whatever? But they are so they procrastinate even decision making. Mm. So I had that so often say, yeah, yeah, we have to do something, but not now. Yeah. You know this, and then I mean, at some point you can't force people to do something. You, they have to make the decision. You can't exactly. force them out of their houses, and so they. But and I would say, yeah, but there's so many people who can help you. With mm. financial stuff, it is for lifestyle planning. If you don't know what to do, or you know this, the workshops like the ones you do, you and people mm. don't go there. I think it's just again this fear of oh, yeah. I'm not going there. I don't want to. Yes. But yeah, it's and I hard think to because <clears throat> I'm also in this demographic. I've turned fifty-seven, in mm. fact, and I'm just starting to get not just as a concept, but really for me what it feels like to have the world start to classify you as an older person because I don't feel old <laughs> and I'm still doing yeah, really yeah. interesting, fun things, yeah, fabulous yeah. stuff. I mean, I still have a, yeah, yeah. you know, a child at home and things yeah, like yeah. that. But I think it's made me rethink this concept of changing your identity. And as soon as you st take those steps to go to the workshop or downsize your house or mm. change your work arrangements, you have to step also into the identity of being an older Australian. And mm. for me, that's fine because I've done the research and I know what's possible. But I mm. really do understand that people, yeah. if you don't talk to people about it and take mm. some steps, it can feel really weird mm. and yeah, quite yeah, difficult. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and that's our society right. is so youth focused that yeah. people hold on but, to the. But the reality is, there will be more older people than young people. That's a, I think everywhere in the world at the moment. You know. I mean, Absolutely. it was in Germany when we left. We had this always this discussion because people don't have that many children in Germany. Mm. I, I mean, I have two boys, and that was there was much many. Mm. You know, if you said I have two children, we're already really the king in, in Germany. And then I came and people have five children. I said, Oh my god! You know, I was two children was nothing. So I found that really interesting for me to be in German coming here and seeing how many children families have here and how they embrace that whole thing about children having children and 
It's different, but and so we always had that discussion. There's too many old people in Germany, and the whole mm. healthcare system is falling apart. And you mm. know, and the whole generation you're paying into the um, what's that called when you get older? The um, pension. Pension, yeah. Sorry, just <laughs> the pension. Yeah. So the, the whole how that worked. You know, there was not enough basically paying people for all the old people who want now their pension and. Yeah, so that's um, so that's the reality. Yeah. So I think people have to just, you know, I mean, there will always be young people, of course, but I think it's more maybe a thing of how they can better work together than mm. in, in saying, well, that's the young, that's the old ones. We don't need them anymore. I think I think yeah. a couple of things come from that. One is intergenerational yeah. options of mixing it up a little mm. bit better. One is that some of those statistics are turning out to be just plain wrong. The demographic mm. ones are correct, mm. but the economic implications mm. are quite inaccurate, it turns out. We mm. all thought that would be the consequence, and that's why people talked about the grey tsunami and mm. hideous expressions like yeah, that. Yeah. But in fact, older people create jobs for other people as well. Yeah. They're also staying in the workforce longer, mm. which means two things. One is they're earning money and delaying the pension mm. side of their mm. lives. The other is they're staying a lot healthier. Yeah, exactly. All the figures predicted that people would... Because in the old days, you know, at the turn of the century, 1900s, <laughs> the life expectancy for a man was 50, uh, 47 and for a woman was 50. And so if you lived to collect oh the pension... <laughs> You were already 15 years over the average. Mm. And so we built all our health and economic models on the fact that you would be pretty decrepit by then. And you would probably live maximum another five years if you were lucky and then die. And those five years you'd be unhealthy. Now people get to 65 and they're Mm. not unhealthy and they can Mm. look forward to another 25 years perhaps. And our children, perhaps even mm. over 100 mm. years yeah, of life yeah. expectancy. Yeah. And so people are now starting to rewrite those models, which I mm. think is a good thing. And to see that if older people can stay engaged and active, yeah. that might be working, it might be volunteering, it might exactly. be engaging with the community, it's a win-win for everybody mm. at mm. every mm. level. Yeah, exactly. It's my kind of hobby horse, you see. You ask me yes. a question and I go, <laughs> about it because no, I'm kind of passionate about discussion. it. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, 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 I find too, because even if I'm not, I'm 50, but I'm not planning to downsize because our children are still quite young. Mm. But um, it's this, I like this idea of that living with less and focusing mm. on the things. And I, there's another great book from two American guys called Minimalism, Living a More Meaningful Life. Yes, I've read that one too because yeah. I, I too am intrigued by all this This stuff. is interesting. Yeah. I find that really interesting, not, not only their story, but but the whole idea of focusing on these five areas. And, yeah, one is that contributing. So mm. this is what a lot of people say, oh, they want to help in the community or they want to, I don't know, do other stuff, you know, helping the business or... Mm. Yeah, mm. I think it's a really it's an, fertile ground, and I think if you apply a bit of imagination, a little bit of creative mm. thinking to it, it's extraordinary how quickly you can become excited mm. by these possibilities because yeah, they yeah. are actually life enhancers, exactly. not reducers. Yeah. We think it, getting it, smaller means a bad thing, but in fact, <coughs> it will enhance your life in so mm. many ways. Not living mm. in a cupboard, but, but somewhere yeah, between yeah. the three-storey. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, brick house I mean, you've got in the yeah, suburbs yeah, and, and, and a cupboard yeah, is yeah. the right size place, exactly. I imagine, for yeah, every yeah, shape of yeah. family. Yeah, that's right. So, 
<laughs> I'm just looking at my my little script here. So we've spoken about all sorts of things already: decluttering, so identifying that. your future lifestyle, stepping out of the comfort zone, mind well, in fact, oh, mind maps. Yeah. That that was another good thing. Um, that you used in your workshop, and yes. I love mind maps. I don't know. I use them all the time for Same. when I have to think yes. about something. So That's my original background, well, my original, original background was as a corporate lawyer, but I've yeah. recovered fully from that. But my next background, which I still work in, is creative thinking. And mm. as I explored all the different tools in that field, which are fabulous and enormous, mind mapping was the one that worked for me personally. Mm. I teach a range because it's not for everyone, but I think it is almost a universal favourite mm. because... And if you don't know what mind map is and you're listening in, if you Google mind mapping, you'll get some fantastic <coughs> images and also some good how-to tips. But basically, you're radiating out from a central idea, mm. you're using colour, and I just love it because it allows you to be creative but also to be ordered on the exactly. page, and I love the combination of yeah, that. that's the thing. You know, because yeah. I have this corner of my mind that just loves lists. Mm. But I know that if you sit down and just make a list, you it's, often get the things that are already in your head. Yeah. And sometimes if you're going shopping, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're trying to plan a future life, yeah. then you need to allow a few different connections to spark. Mm, mm, and mind mm, mapping mm, lets mm, that happen. I had a client who was doing it yesterday, and he's of this age and planning a new thing. And I got him to mind map what a meaningful life or a successful life looked like to him with all the different elements, not just work, but mm. family and giving back and legacy and health and mm. all sorts of things. And he started drawing little connecting lines between different mm. ones and it was really useful for him to see mm. that, in fact, health for him is because that's part of his sense of being able to provide security for his family. And if he stays healthy, then he can stay yeah, yeah. providing both emotionally and also financially mm. for the, you know, he's got a second marriage, young kids, mm, all that mm, usual mm. stuff these days. And I just thought the mind mapping was such a fantastic yeah. tool. And I use it like I'm hearing you use it for, I use them every day. There probably isn't a I, day that goes by that I don't have a little yeah. mind map on the back of an I, envelope about something. I, I used it when I did the book yes. because it, I'm the same. I'm, I need something some sort of a structure that I can see, but on the other hand, I don't want to just have the list, so I have these kind of clouds and mm. connections and stuff and whatever, square things and round mm. things. And, I know. And um, it, this is really interesting, and this helped me because I always, when I wrote it, I looked at that thing all the time. It was hanging in my in my office, and I thought, oh, yeah, now I'm doing that, and I'm doing yeah. that, and, so, and now I'm writing a memoir. This is my other... Um, New Year resolution for 2015, and um, that is so amazing. And uh, we, we always talk about I'm just doing a second class. I started in one in January and now doing a follow-up thing. And um, it, it, we just had yesterday we talked about this um, because the, the teacher, who is a, she has published several memoirs, she, she said, don't start with the structure, you know, start with memories and pieces and then they will somehow connect together and that's how yes, it happens yes. but on the other hand I still made my mind map because I need that thing if yeah. I'm because then I think okay now I'm here and then I'm there you know I, I just and yes. this is hanging again I'm always on the back side of the door the door is usually open so no one sees it in the day you know and yeah. I, sometimes I just sit there okay no, no, good. Yeah. Yes. and so yeah and again a fantastic it's great 
segue she, into a really great way to plan anything in yeah. your life. And for people that, mm. you know, we're talking to now who are planning a next stage of mm. their life to have a tool that works for them yeah. that helps them make sense because we do tend to otherwise drift a bit and we do the easy bits or the things we like or the things somebody will help us with and we ignore often things like health and finances that yeah. are actually probably more important. Mm. And so something like mind mapping, you can have a little section for each of the main elements mm. of your life. Mm. And I think if you're embarking on anything new, doing a snapshot of where mm. you are right now is absolutely critical first step and that's yeah. where I think mind mapping really comes into its own. Mm. Yeah, it's a fantastic tool. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, yeah. good. So that's all good. The other thing I was thinking about was, in fact, planning. And we've mm. talked a bit about that now, taking a life snapshot. And yeah. then setting yourself little goals, perhaps in each of the key areas of your life. Mm. So, and I'm probably going to get them wrong, but there are, in the literature, there are six arenas of life that people talk about. And there's finance. There's work or a replacement function for work mm, as we mm. get older sometimes. There's health, health yeah. there's community, there's leisure, and Maybe. there's something else. Something, something else. around identity perhaps. <clears throat> yeah. And if you can, they might be slightly different for different people, but if you can start setting goals, you know, mm. and I imagine you say the same when people are downsizing. Mm. What are the elements I have to think about? What do I have? What yeah, milestones baby, what do I have first, to? Yeah. yeah. And what can I knock off and how can I make sure that mm. it's not too systematic so it's too rigid, mm, but yeah. that it's got enough structure so that I kind of know where I am in this plan and yeah, I know what needs yeah. to happen next yeah, exactly. or what I'm avoiding that's sitting <coughs> yeah. over in the corner that is going to, you know, yeah, I, trap the whole thing yeah, if I'm not careful. Yeah, I have the challenge that the step number one is the decluttering, which <laughs> is the hardest basically for, clients, for yeah. the, yeah, and this is where most just procrastinate you know they mm. just get stuck there they, they don't know how to start i mean i've done so much you know survey and questioning you know what's the and it's always the same we don't know how to start we have too much stuff attached to sentimental stuff from the past mm. you know it's it's always around these these things so it's it's that's um but just one other note to that's um, how to deal with sentimental items. I think writing a memoir or about yes. your life is actually a really yes. cool thing to do. I I don't know. I came across that last year, not because I want to downsize, mm -hmm. but because it was just I I had a I came across a little book, which was a kind of a journal with 130 questions about your life. Mm -hmm. And I started filling it out, and then I realized it took me about three months to fill it all out. And some of the things I had to really think hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't know. Some I just didn't know. Others, I was like, oh, my God, how was that again? I haven't thought about that for 40 years now. It was, you know, when we were 10 or something. And others, I found really hard to write about, to, to, to kind yes. of go through that again. And I thought, oh, my God, I don't know. I have to start something for my boys, I thought. Because they were both born in Germany, now yeah. they're here, they don't, my younger son doesn't remember anything anymore, sort of, from how his life there when he was the first three years. And they don't know my my mother because she passed away long ago, yeah. So I, and, and my grandmother the same, so I thought, oh my goodness, I have to find all about out about that. And so I started this, I thought next year, that's what I'm going to do, and I started doing it, and, I, and this is again one of these routine things to overcome hurdles from that essentialism book that was one yeah. one chapter 
I saw, after doing that class, and this was again, I did a workshop to get started. Mm. So people, I go to your workshop to get started. So one, but then you have to sort of find your routine. And I, and I, I found a routine. I try to get up every morning at five a.m. to write one hour mm-hmm. before. The kitchen calls, right. you know. I'm taking my hat off to you. That is amazing. I, I'm not doing it every day, but I try. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, and then I, and with these little baby steps, I got to almost fifty thousand words exactly now, in half a year. Yeah. Oh, six or seven yeah. months. You know, I mean that. I think a lot of it is only the first of thing course. will maybe not be used, but you. This is the thing, and this is with everything you do. If you do these little, mm. sometimes I'm only writing one paragraph or I'm doing research but you get some new ideas and and this is a very and if you if you kind of start thinking about these things you you other things fall into yes. place all of a yes. sudden, you know. And then the project, whatever you're doing, yeah. gets yeah. like an internal momentum yeah. of its own. And then you don't have to worry so mm-hmm. much because it's like when you set up a new habit. It's really exactly. hard in the beginning, but then comes the day where, you know, you don't sit around thinking about cleaning yeah. your teeth. You just do it. Exactly. And it's the same with some of these projects. Mm. I'm also a writer and I, I find the same. If I step away from it for too long, it's so hard to get back mm. in. But even if you only do a tiny bit mm. every second day or every day, you get yeah. a huge distance and then you pick up the pace at different times yeah, and exactly. the project becomes so much, it's still like you're going downhill, mm. not uphill anymore. And it's this sort of, now I've kind of really looked into my past. More, I learned I, when we were home, I, I prepared my, my whole relatives and okay, I'm coming. I want you to ask all these questions. And so I learned, now I found out stuff about my great-grandfather who built our house, where he came from. I didn't know anything. I talked to my father about that, and uh, my relationship with my father is not the best. So this was really hard for me to ask him about that stuff. But surprisingly, he was really open. He didn't question anything. He told me what he knew, you know. And so I found out all sorts of stuff about my family. At the same time, we had a ball, you know, talking about showing us old pictures and everyone, oh, yeah, your mom when she was 16. And because I can't ask her, so I asked all my uncles, okay, how was it when my mom was young and how how was it as a young... And they told me what they could remember and how it was in the war, you know. They grew up in Second World War Mm -hmm, in Germany mm -hmm. and... So that came, and I came home with a whole load of information. That was so much. Even while I was on holiday, I, I typed it all down because I thought I'm forgetting that. You know, it's this, yes, it's and then it's kind of process. connecting you with your family, and you yeah. learn something, and and yeah. so, yeah, I don't know. It's this sort of. It's really good to maybe also to be able to let go of stuff from the past because yes. now you've sorted it all out. You know, exactly, and, and you've captured it. And I read yeah. somewhere in a one of the decluttering books we probably already talked about, uh, that a really good way to handle some of those things too is to take photographs of stuff because you don't necessarily need all of it. You just need the memory of it. And I think images and photographs are are brilliant ways to do that. So if you can't fit it all in or it's getting disheveled and decrepit Mm -hmm. or whatever – children's toys, whatever, yeah. you take pictures yeah, of them exactly. and then you remember them forever, fresh and vibrant mm. and you don't need to spend a lot of room mm. storing and, them. And, I mean, if people are not tech-savvy enough to do that themselves with all the modern tools on the computer, there are people who, who do, do that. specialise in yeah, that now. Yeah. In memory books. Yeah. I interviewed one lady um, 
in one of the earliest episodes, um, she does memory yeah. books. She goes to, she's a photographer as well. She is quite good. So she goes to people's house and asks then what's the special things yeah. or what and they say oh maybe outside this little thing or here and then she takes really interesting pictures and makes these books for them so that together. you don't lose your, and then your you pass yeah too. you can um print them a thousand times if you want it's all digital printing so it's it's really yeah. great and you have only the book not not 10 boxes yes. or uh, the whole stuff yeah and i think it's great it's one of the things i've learned distressing <coughs> me only in the last few years but we can have really valuable and meaningful experiences and the time comes where we have to let them go. And I used to think, well, if you've walked away from something, it means it was never any good, you know, that mm, sort of mm. philosophy. But that's actually wrong. Often we have times in our life raising our kids or working in a particular organisation or living in a particular house mm, that are really mm. meaningful, but they don't lose that meaning when you let them go and move on. And if you've got yeah. something like a memory book or some photos... Yeah, yeah. And people I mean, around to talk to about it, yeah. it can stay very alive. And I mean, I know exactly when when we moved here to Australia, and we had we left our house in Wiesbaden. This was horrible. This was one of the hardest things for me to move out of our house, which we had just renovated five years before. You know, <laughs> we didn't stay there long. We renovated an older house completely, and it was. I thought I hated that when this container closed the doors, you know, all that stuff. The house was all empty. It was kind of an empty shell. Yes. And we, I, I hate to go there now. I just, I mean, sometimes yeah. I drive by because some of our neighbors actually bought it then. Yeah. Anyway, but it, it's this, I still, and I still, that, that moment I will never forget. But on the other hand, I have some pictures from how it was. And I, it's in my head, you of know. Of course I just, it is, yes. Like, all the memories with the kids in the house because yeah. this is when they grew up and yeah. so it's kind of no one can take that from you no. I don't need five million photo albums I That's have a little right. one with some when we did the renovation you know how it looked before mm. and after and that's it and then we have some videos which we did when we nice. were there and we yeah. this is another thing all these old VHS mm. tapes you, you used to have yes. and which are completely old we, People have all that stuff. Yeah, Yeah. and I, I, we did it. My husband did it. Mm. He bought a little um, external hard drive, and then he found it out how it worked. We just did it on again over several weekends. I just, we just put it, switched it on, and then you had to go back after an hour and kind of check it all. But it took, so we did it in steps, and then all of a sudden we had our. I don't know how many we had sixty or whatever. We had them all converted. Fantastic! It's isn't just it? this, you have to yeah. just say, okay, now I'm doing that for the next four weeks, and then it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't, if you can't think about it, make a little note in your electronic calendar or something that pops up now. Fifteen minutes do another of one. This one, yeah. you know, and so I think it's great. And, and then think... you can declutter at the same time because no one is. I said to my husband, look, this box we brought it here. We we haven't looked at it in eight years. No one is using that technology. We are not using that video camera. This is ridiculous. Why? And so we said, so let's find a way how to get the content yeah. somewhere on a, on a, on something digital, which we can use. And then I, I got rid of all another box yeah. out of the house. And I think you know, it's, a, it's, it's quite a nice little finishing note to bring it all yeah. together. Is that <clears throat> I really think that life is about growth and change. 
And until you get rid of some of the stuff you're carrying around, physical mm. or, like we said before, beliefs or values of people or whatever, there's no room for anything new. Exactly. And it how anchors you in the past. That's from... How we flourish and thrive as yeah, human beings. Yeah, yeah. It's not constant novelty, but allowing ourselves to grow with the times. Yeah, and yeah. I think and both our work yeah. is, is all about the same thing there, yeah, isn't yeah. it? All right, that's a nice, um, <laughs> nice closing thing. statement. Um, maybe before we um, I wrap up, uh, tell the listeners where they can find you no, in that, the internet. I'm yeah. hoping you would say that. Yeah. I've got lots of workshops coming up, and I always see yeah, clients maybe. one-on-one, um, and I work in Sydney and other uh, cities in Australia, both by Skype and in person. I'm running mm. workshops in Brisbane and Melbourne as well now. Um, so the best thing would be my new website, which is easy because my name is Joanna Maxwell and my website is joannamaxwell.com.au. Oh, it's that now so new one. It's a new website specifically for people over oh, 40 okay. or 45. Yeah. Um, I also have a workshop, workincolor.com.au, yeah, which is still... my broader work, mm. website, which is still going on. But my new baby and the stuff mm. we've been talking about today comes out of that joannamaxwell.com.au oh, right, okay. website. So I'd love to hear from people. Yeah, that's great. So thank you so much for being on the show today. It was, it was a such very, a great chat. Yeah, it was a really interesting chat. Um, and while we're talking about workshops, before I um, finish this episode, I have um, a series of three workshops coming up in partnership with the City of Sydney Libraries about apartment living and how to achieve a stylish and functional home in a more compact space. And they are all going to happen in the Green Square Library in Sedland. Um, and the first one is on the 19th of September. I know it's still a while ago, but we start now getting it out there. It's a Saturday from 10.30 to 12. It's about getting ready, decluttering and decorating essentials. The next one is then on the 17th of October about your personal decorating style, the power of color and how to make a mood board. And the third one is on the 21st of November. Um, it's about decorating, space planning, room layout, storage, yeah, and how to work in maybe an open plan living area. Sounds wonderful. You might even see me there. I think yeah. they sound great. And the good thing is they are all free because it's the library workshops, uh, but bookings are recommended. And if you go to my website, downsizewithstyle.com, on the workshop tab, there is some information about the workshops and there will be a link. There is a link at the moment, but it's um, going to the city, to the other events of the library, but there will they have a whole range of events mm -hmm. in all over the town, and there will be, this, these events will come up, and then people can book um, so that they know how many are coming when they set up the room and so on. So downsizewithstyle.com um, for more information on the workshops, and also if you are interested in getting started, I offer an online uh, consultation. It's one hour on Skype or phone. Um, where we will discuss your individual challenges and um, the next steps to get a head start on your downsizing journey. And again, you can book that on that website. So thank you so much for listening today. And um, I wish you a great week and hopefully we speak next week. Bye. Bye.